Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris okay we are back welcome back to real estate coaching radio with your host tim and julie harris we're broadcasting live from lovely austin texas so julie are you on the line hit the button so great, guys. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that is always popular in the real estate coaching realm, and that is essentially realtor safety, something a lot of you guys might be taking for granted. And it's a topic a lot of people obviously talk about um, you know, amongst themselves. And I have to say, there's kind of been a shocking increase in the number of people in the real estate industry who have been getting really into a lot of problems with safety issues. A lot of people that are getting, uh, I don't know, accosted and kind of really violent way. So we're going to be talking about that on today's Real Estate Coaching Radio Show. But in the meantime, I just wanted to kind of review some of the things that are happening in the news around the real estate world. A lot of you guys are paying, obviously, close attention to the ever-improving real estate markets. As we predicted, there's a lot of reasons to believe that there is going to be a rebound of sorts uh, in a meaningful way as a result of this long, kind of drawn-out winter for most of the country, that the reason that things haven't actually turned around faster and the reason we aren't seeing an early start is simply because the winter's been so harsh. So, Julie, I know that you are experiencing a lot of uh, growth amongst your coaching students, and a lot of them are reporting that they think that 2014 is actually going to be better than their previous year. So do you have any real estate coaching stories you want to share with us? Yeah, well, I would say the vast majority of my private one-on-one coaching clients, they can all attest to the fact that their year is going to be better even than last year, and many of them had their best year ever last year. So, you know, that's pretty exciting just based on the fact that they have many, many already signed up-and-coming kind of pre-marketing listings coming I would say probably on average five to eight listings already signed that each and every one of them are going to be putting on the market in the next two to three weeks. So is some of that because of the weather? Possibly there was some delay there. But, you know, we had winter last year too. So, you know, I think it's really exciting that they have so many up-and-coming listings and that so many of them are becoming really strong and powerful listing agents. And so for those of you who are not experiencing or not anticipating a really rock and spring market for you, I want you to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you will have a private one-on-one coaching call with a a real Harris Real Estate University coach, and they will put together a very specific step-by-step plan for you to really get your business going. So, Julie, today's topic, and I'm taking this right from uh, National Association of Realtors, is we're talking about realtor safety. So mm-hmm. it just in the news lately, recently rather, there's been a couple of reports that I think are worth mentioning. You know, there was a REMAX agent that was murdered. There was an agent that was fatally stabbed at another yeah. REMAX office. There's a new string of, uh, of attacks against agents that are happening. And, you know, guys, the reason that this is happening is because a lot of you, frankly, are not taking some very basic steps to protect yourselves. And so what Julie and I are going to do is we're going to be going through and going down the list of specific things you can really be doing to protect yourself. And frankly, if you have any sort of staff or buyer agents, you better sure as heck be making sure they're they're doing these exact same things. 
you know, the problem is is that realtors are hard to get hold of. They're hard to communicate with. They're, you know, communication is the biggest complaint people have about real estate agents, but that is the exact same, you know, agents who are willing to meet buyers at houses without pre-qualifying them first, realtors are, who are not necessarily following any sort of, you know, I'm going on this appointment, this is where I'll be, this is the address that I'll be at. In other words, they're kind of letting other people and maybe just their office manager know where they're going to be and to keep in communication with folks. So we're going to give you some tips today on how to keep you and your staff or you and your office safe when we come back after this very brief commercial announcement. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven, market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. All right, so we're going to jump right into these, and um, these are some of these are common sense suggestions, um, and other the uh, other suggestions are maybe not so common sense, but things that all of you guys should be considering adopting for your own safety guidelines. And again, this is something that you should have as a policy that you're not going to be uh, one of these agents that frankly becomes an unfortunate statistic. And you guys know that this is increasing as far as the agents that are falling into. Uh, Falling into trouble with various criminals because they know criminals have it's, the word has gotten out 
that agents for the most part are easy targets. So without really kind of, I think, spending too much time talking about the doom and gloom, I think you guys have heard all these stories and read all these reports yourself, I wrote down five tips, and these are five tips um, that you can, again, easily employ in your business immediately. So here's some basic, uh, a first basic suggestion. So focusing on buyers. All of you guys are going to get buyer calls, obviously, as you learn how to be listing agents, especially if you're one of our coaching students. And a basic rule, number one, or the basic rule, number one, is never meet a buyer at a property, ever. Always have them come to your office first. I'm going to say it again. You're going to get calls from buyers who said, you know, are going to sound like legitimate you know, buyers. They're going to sound like they actually are motivated. Never meet them at the house. Always, always, always meet them at your office first. Now, after you've met them at your office and after you've gotten to know them, then obviously you can then start meeting them at listings. But from here forward, never meet a new unqualified buyer any place other than your office. And, you know, hey, here's the thought for you. Make sure your office itself is a safe and secure environment. Right. You know, because if you're meeting someone at your office and your office is also, you know, no one else is there, that's not going to do you especially any favors, especially at night. Okay, point number two that I wrote down is have a buddy system. When you're going on an appointment, any kind of an appointment, listing or otherwise, you've got to make sure somebody else knows. Uh, that can be another agent. That can be your broker. That can be your office manager. Um, you know, husband, spouse, doesn't matter. You've got to always, always, always have some sort of buddy system in place so that people know where you are and real, have a realistic expectation of when you're going to be returning. Uh, some of you, and I think it's a smart for all of you to adopt, you also use your cell phone as another way of, of preventing any potential issues. So if you're meeting someone, you're, let's say, again, you followed step number one and you're never meeting them at a house, you're always meeting them at your office first. You know, Step number two is you're going to maybe have your cell phone working and let the prospect know that your cell phone is on and you are communicating with somebody uh, in other words, they see that you're maybe alone physically, but you're not alone technologically. So they'll get the idea that if anything were to go wrong, that you're going to obviously have someone having your back. So, Julie, as I was reading off these first two points, anything else come to mind? I mean, these are kind of the basic stuff that it's easy to get away from because of the fact that everyone gets so busy. Well, I, I think number one is probably the most important thing, and I can just hear agents saying, well, what if it's inconvenient to meet at my office, and what if I'm the only one doing that? Everybody else jumps from buyers say jump. Well, guess what? Agents who don't do what average agents do end up not only making more money, but also being safer. So, you know, use your head. And this is not just for ladies either. This is for guys. And, you know, I think a combination of just being smart about pre-qualifying, I mean, there's other reasons to meet the buyer before you show up to some random house. You want to pre-qualify them. You want to see how serious they are. All the usual stuff that we teach with our coaching, including a buyer presentation, but I won't go into that. Um, so I think the main thing is absolutely, no matter what, meet them at the office. And if they don't want to come to your office, that could be an early warning sign. If it's not convenient to go to your office, meet them at the local Starbucks. Every town has a Starbucks or a coffee shop, something like that. So you're meeting them where there are other people versus, especially if you're showing another agent's listing because you don't know where it is necessarily, what kind of neighborhood it's in, whether it's bacon or not, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So just use your head. I mean, I can think of lots of instances where I was glad that, you know, we were all working together as a team to know where each other were. It's just smart. That's right. So the next point, now this is specifically for those of you who do open houses. And open houses mm. can be a great source of business yep. depending on where in the country you are. So when it comes to open houses, now this is, let's just say this is an open house. It's a true open house. It's not a realtor preview or anything like that. So you don't know who the heck's going to walk in the front door. 
Open houses are an absolute home run for any criminal. And I'll just this is some stuff you guys might want to take into consideration. So home um, open houses can be a place for criminals to stalk a potential house or also to literally steal stuff during the open house. This is a great way, by the way, if you don't want to do open houses to talk your sellers out of asking you to do them. Because it's very common for somebody walking into an open house to go to your bathroom and then look through the uh, bathroom for drugs. I remember when Julie and I were selling uh, real estate in Columbus, every mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday after Sunday open houses, there would be a report that came out from the Columbus Board of Realtors that said, if you see this couple, and it's almost always a couple. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is the wife or the girlfriend or the female would talk with the agent while the, you know, the, her partner essentially was rooting around in the house. Looking for prescription drugs almost always, almost but who always. knows what else, right? That's right, and they'd also steal stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, little things during an open house are often the things that get stolen. Jewelry, um, any sort of mementos, keepsakes, silver spoons. I mean, I remember all this stuff basically being targets. Anything that can be put in a pocket or a big purse it's probably going to get stolen. Again, if you don't want to do open houses, this is how you talk your sellers out of doing them. Open houses also are a huge safety issue for you guys. One of the things we always used to have our buyer agents do is stay towards the front of the door. Don't certainly uh, let them follow you around. If you're going to have to take someone through a house that you don't know, you want to have them go first so that you can control the environment and so you don't get locked into any rooms, so anything like that doesn't happen. But really, the best measure of safety, if you're going to do an open house, and you have to do it by yourself, is to absolutely positively stay near the front door. Stay near the front door and make it so that you have a way of exiting and don't leave the back door open. Monitor that nobody is going to unlock it during the open house. So again, you know what's going on. You can control the environment. The other, again, getting back to the original tip, have your cell phone on. Let people know that you're communicating with somebody so they know that if anything flaky happens that, you know, the authorities are going to be alerted. These are just basic, yeah, simple and, ideas. Yeah, you know, you can do an open house with a partner, too, yep. and split the house up or both be in the front room together. That way, especially, you know, some of you guys are getting really slammed with a really great attendance for the open house, which is fantastic. You want to have another person there so that you can be talking to your prospects anyway. So. Most of these things, yes, we're coming from a safety standpoint, but we're also coming from a sales standpoint on this, making you more functional and efficient. So um, another basic suggestion, anytime you're pulling into anyone's uh, driveway, don't. Park in the street. Don't put yourself in a position where you couldn't leave in a hurry in your car. I guess this is kind of stuff that's going to freak some of you out, but it's just common sense stuff. So park in the street so no one can park you in so that if you have to leave in a hurry, you can Think about this, guys. This should be all basic common sense stuff. But, again, obviously the fact that people, agents, industry professionals are getting harmed and sometimes killed, this is clearly, real thing. This is clearly something that every broker and agent needs to be taking seriously. Yeah. So the next thing I wrote down um, was marketing safety. Now, this is not something that all of us think of. You and I both know that it's way too easy to find information on somebody online. All the social networking, all the Twittering and the Facebooking and the cell phoning and all the rest of it, it's making it so that we are way too transparent. So if somebody wants to stalk you personally or is trying to at least understand when you are or aren't at home, understand your schedule, whatever it is, you really got to be, you know, having your head screwed on straight, that you want to limit any kind of information that you're putting out there that would leave you vulnerable. It's the little things that a criminal can weave together to know your patterns. And as soon as they know your patterns, 
you're pretty much toast because they're going to know exactly what, where you're going to be and when you're going to be there. Um, marketing safety gets back to things like, well, let's just think this through. I mean, if you're going to have your cell phone on your, um, you know, your marketing and your advertising and your, you know, your, your real estate sign, whatever else, you might want to think about that. Personally, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have my cell phone number on any of my marketing stuff. I would always use an 800 number. The one, obviously, we prescribe to all of you is 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. The benefits, aside from the fact that 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM will literally make you money, go to that website and watch the video and whatnot, the benefits also are that anytime anyone calls that number, it's, they're going to be caller ID'd, and there's going to be a record of who called and when they called, and they won't have direct access to any of your personal information. I mean, Julie... As a beautiful mm-hmm. woman as you are, as we're going through these things, is, am I over-emphasizing no. these safety points or not being... No, I, I remember having this discussion with some of the... Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when we used to do masterminds with a top agent in Cincinnati and his wife and a top agent in Colorado Springs and his wife, and the three of us were talking about uh, having our names on our vehicles and how we handled our cell phones and how we always told somebody where we were going... And we even talked to the point because, you know, we all had marketing and our pictures on things and all that good stuff. And we talked about, you know, doing your grocery shopping outside of your market if you're heavily branded in your neighborhood, just so you can have a little bit of peace. But to just simply be smart and be calling ahead, you know, if you're, if you're going out there to show something, you're not sure exactly what the story is, you know, let somebody know what you're doing. And you can't really be too safety-oriented. Be careful what you're putting on your Facebook page. Be careful what your profile says. How easy or hard would it be to somebody to have somebody track you down? And, you know, it only takes one disgruntled, weird-feeling client to creep you out. So don't make it easy for them. This well, is real stuff. That's true. And, you know, that happens, too. Just your, If you do enough transactions, you're going to attract some weirdos. Yeah, it's, it's dealing with the public. It's a, sti- it's a statistic. You know, it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that if you deal with 100 people... Probably five of them are going to have a screw loose. Yeah, five of them are going to be sociopaths is the rule. So, <laughs> you know, let's that's the way call it, is. it is. Right. So I just got another great uh, tip from our uh, producer, and he chatted me that uh, you can add to your iPhone cell phone tracking. Uh, there's lots oh, of apps. Smart. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. lots of apps basically that you can have loaded onto your uh, loved one's cell phones or your cell phone, and so other people can track you and where you are. If the phone gets lost, that's the reason those apps were created originally, is that if the cell phone gets lost, you actually can you know, monitor where it is and all these other types of things. So look into those types of apps because that's obviously another great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll tell you something else that um, Tim kind of got me thinking about too is that if you were to, for example, have a video camera that was videotaping mm-hmm. during open houses or at least you know, that way something can monitor who's coming and going, that would be another interesting marketing tool to show the seller what the real reactions were from the buyers, but also maybe to monitor who's coming and going so that if anything were to get stolen, you'd have a good picture of whoever came in the house. Now, obviously, we're going in the extremes here, but the reality of it is that these things are all smart to keep in mind. Well, and here's the thing. If you pull up to a house and it creeps you out to the point where you're having these thoughts, you might want to reconsider showing that house, especially if it's at night. There is no transaction worth the risk of your safety. Actually, Julie's getting to the last point, which is using your intuition, but we'll go ahead and make that one the next point. Right. I mean, if you get the creeps about some prospect... You're probably right. You're probably <laughs> right. If, they're, you know, if, if they've got rapey eyes or if they you know, look like a yeah. psycho, well, you know, trust your intuition. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be vulnerable. Um, you know, this is a crazy thought, but it's true. 
you want to make sure that you're wearing uh, and, and dressing in such a way that if you had to evade a situation that you could easily. So if you're wearing ridiculous heels as a lady, well, I suppose as a man too. <laughs> right, but especially for men. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a situation where you're not going to physically be able to flee if you're in some sort of dire strait, then, you know, that might be something you want to think about because that's obviously you're just setting yourself well, for potential problems. Yeah, and that gets down to knowing how your car, you know, your key fob for your car to be able to unlock that easily. Don't scroll that way in the bottom of your purse. Um, you know, just know how you can do things quickly if you had to. And, you know, it's funny, Julie, I know you don't have the notes, but you actually just picked up the next plate. Yeah, car <laughs> safety. You don't have the notes, do you? No, I don't. Uh, we're sharing a brain today. Scary. <laughs> yes. All right. So car safety is the other thing. And car safety, again, at OnStar, if you can get it in your car, get it in your car because yeah, it's absolutely awesome. awesome. OnStar allows you to do things like remote start your car. So literally, I mean, just for a safety and convenience perspective, you could have the car pre-warmed or pre-cooled. That's kind of cool. But OnStar also has a lot of extra little safety features, too. Like, for example, you can set off the alarm from your iPhone on, uh, you know, to, to your OnStar enabled remotely. Yeah. Right. So if you're in a situation in a house that's making you uncomfortable or whatever the heck's going on, and your remote from your uh, car doesn't reach far enough to set the alarm off, you can use your cell phone, go to, have the app open, and then sound the alarm, and that thing will go off forever. And the other thing that's nice about OnStar is if you are showing people in your car and you're uncomfortable, all you've got to do is hit that little OnStar button, and it connects immediately and starts recording, and the live person gets on the phone. Um, and if you're in some sort of problem, you can also hit the fire and police buttons, just like your home alarm, and it will be connected directly to, the obviously, the emergency authorities. More ideas that keep you safe in your car would be simply having some, you know, after this winter, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about, do I really want to be driving around in the snow showing houses? In some cases, you have to, obviously. Are you, is your car actually equipped to handle bad weather? What happens if the car breaks down? What happens if you get stuck in the snow? What happens if you have a breakdown on a dark road? Do you have flares in your car? Are you actually thinking like that in terms of worst-case scenario safety? Now, another suggestion under car safety is when it comes to your uh, buyers, you want to make sure you have a, let's say these are pre-qualified great buyers, you want to have in your trunk some kind of buyer emergency medical kit in case they have a headache, in case they have nausea, in mm -hmm. case they're too hot, you want to have water in there, in case, in case, in case. So have all these things in your car so that in case anything creeps up, I mean, I, Julie will not find this surprising, but I used to have a tendency when I'd work with buyers to make them car sick. <laughs> I can remember that. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, okay, so that may have been a closing, that may have been a closing technique. I'll admit it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Buyer will make you sick. Buyer will yeah. make you sick. No, I'm just kidding. Kind the of. autocross for you. That's right. So, but that would be something that would happen occasionally if someone got car sick. I occasionally Well, car Tim, sick. I remember when you and I were considering relocating to Palm Desert and we went to look at houses there in July and you and I both got sick just standing still in 120 degrees. You know, it's funny. It's the agent that was showing us the house that she was in these heels and she was wearing some sort of really nice outfit. She was used we to it. Because we were looking at really <laughs> expensive houses and she was like, oh, this and that and the other. And she was like walking around. She was, and you and I literally almost died. Yeah. Yeah. That's so why we don't good, live there anymore, too. Yeah, or I didn't move there. That's yeah. right. Well, Palm Desert. <laughs> but, you know, the smart agent would have had ice cold water, maybe some Tylenol, you she know. Had water. She yeah, and, and so we didn't die. It was good. <laughs> so just, you know, use your brain, whether it's in the. In the too hot or too cold, maybe you have somebody that's allergic to bees and you want to have Benadryl on hand. Yep. 
you know, it, it doesn't take much to put together a simple crate in your trunk with various things. You know, you can have all of your backup files in case your zip forms lock up. You have all of that set up. Well, have a little mini medical kit there. Maybe you're taking somebody out. They have their kid with them. They fall down. You need Band-Aids. Just silly, silly things that when the one time this summer that you need it, you're going to be really glad you had it, and they're going to be impressed that you were thinking ahead. Right. And then, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about, but I think it's true, and a lot of people will raise eyebrows over this, is have, you know, have men and women, have some form of personal safety device. Have some, consider if you're in a state that allows you to carry a concealed weapon, have one. I'm seriously. Well, Tim, let me give you a quick example of that for those who are freaking out and peeing their pants that we're advising them to go packing heat right now. Okay, here's here's an example. Good friend of ours that lives in L.A., okay? Nice, smart, conservative couple, you know, don't aren't particularly, you know, gun-toting. They're not target shooting in their backyard or anything. But he sells commercial real estate. And I remember when he said to you that he has a backpack in his trunk where he has certain important provisions should he get marooned in some strange part of L.A., and, you know, maybe there's an earthquake and he has to walk home, right? Do you remember that? I know who you're talking about, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. not that, you know, we're we're trying to freak you out. It's just be smart, especially those of you, I mean, really everybody, but if you live in a place like L.A. where it's not uncommon to have things like fires and earthquakes and traffic jams. Well, and so maybe you're not in a state or you don't feel comfortable having a firearm. That's fine. So consider, some mace, consider a stun gun. Well, the only problem with mace is it can blow back on That's you. That's true. But a stun gun or some kind of, you know, something. something. And then have it in your pocket. Have it in your, in your uh, po- easily accessible at a second's notice so you can protect yourself. And know how to use it. And, <laughs> yes, and obviously know how to use it, which is kind of funny because – you know, that's another common problem that people run into is they'll buy these things and they're either afraid to use them or they don't know how to use them. So really when you review all these horrible things that have happened to agents and there is a definite increase in crime against realtors, and if you see all the, the, the repeated pattern of how these things happen, it's almost always from uh, agents meeting buyers at a house before yeah. actually pre-qualifying them. In other words, they just meet some stranger at a house. You wouldn't normally do that, would you? I mean, that is a normal behavior for an adult to do is meet some stranger at a house, right? And the other problem is, and this is, again, something I'm sure we're going to start hearing more stories about, are really open house issues, open house, Mm -hmm. you know, thievery, open house agents being uh, assaulted, all kinds of things happen at open houses. So those two things really probably make up 90% of all the crimes against agents. So the key here is what? Don't meet unqualified buyers at any house ever. Meet If it's a new buyer, you just started working with them. When they walk into your office, again, I'm getting into the details here, but you want to obviously have made sure they're pre-qualified. Do your best to make sure they're pre-qualified to the lender you trust. And then another little safety precaution is when they walk in the door, tell them it's your office policy to get a copy of the driver's license and have a copy of the driver's license stick it in their file. That's something that most people shouldn't have a big, a big issue with. And then leave that back at the office in somebody's hands in the event that there were any issue. They would have the actual information on, the, on that, uh, that buyer. I mean, think this through, guys. You are, again, you're dealing with the public. And you know, a certain percent of the public, typically about 5%, really are criminals or have a criminal mindset. And they will use that as an opportunity. Uh, they will use working with you if you're not being safe and you're not taking precautions to, you know, 
frankly, take advantage yeah. of you. And, Tim, this is not just for agents that work in, you know, the more challenging ghetto-y areas. This is for everybody. And i got to tell you, the only time I ever had any trepidation was the one time that I showed a house that was, like, right around the corner, nice neighborhood, on the way to the office, and I shouldn't have done it without meeting them in the office. And, by the way, it was a showing to a woman. Okay? So, you know, that person put a deposit down on the house and disappeared, never heard from her again. She was creepy. Yeah. So, lesson learned, right? Yeah, and I remember go. sitting on the front porch with 911 in my cell phone. She was so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that again. Nope. So, guys, hopefully this didn't uh, freak you out. But as we enter Because we the, care about you. Otherwise, right. we wouldn't talk about this stuff. As we enter into the spring market, as we, you know, all of you, I am confident, are going to have fantastic years. You're going to probably make more money this year than you did in the last few years combined, provided you're obviously following a plan and you're thinking things through. Do have safety on the top of your mind, not on the back of your mind, but on the top of your mind, so you don't become a realtor crime statistic. If you need a free coaching call, which frankly all of you do, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. I checked this morning, and I believe I have four spots available, and Julie has three so we are available to schedule directly with freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day, and we will speak with you tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.